Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Booze Filled to Spirit Filled podcast. I'm your host, Jamel Godlewski. Today's podcast is not in the life-changing series. It's more of a looking forward series. How's that sound? Maybe a little looking back and a little looking forward. You know, when I think about life changes, I really think there's this part of us that I believe because we're born in the image of God that we're always kind of trying to pursue like this purpose, this ultimate purpose that what are we here for? So today's podcast is a message that I put together for a church and it's called Your Life Worth. All right. I want you to listen closely and I hope you get something out of it. So first I'm going to start reading out of Acts 20 verses 22 to 24. And now compelled by the spirit, I am going to Jerusalem, not knowing what will happen to me there. Only know that in every city, the Holy Spirit warns me that prison and hardships are facing me. However, I consider my life worth nothing to me. My only aim is to finish the race and complete the task the Lord Jesus has given me. The task of testifying to the good news of God's grace. First, I just want to, you know, little biblical knowledge or tidbits here. Paul was not always a Jesus believer. He had an experience basically where, like, afterwards he knew Jesus. Some of us have had those before, kind of miraculous experiences or where you just knew that you knew that you knew. I don't know how else to describe it. So after he had this experience, then he just wanted others to know that he you, you don't have to live this life. There's this other life out here. Your life can be changed by God. And he wanted to go tell people, but many times like the Holy Spirit be like, no, don't go over here. That's not a good place to go. I'm going to not let you go there. Close that door. We talked about closing doors, but opening doors here. But all the while as he's doing, like telling people and traveling, man, there were people that just hated him, literally left him for dead. And there were times that's like as when he was in this one city, Corinth, people were just hating him and persecuting him. And he's like, I'm out. I'm done. I'm going to the next city. And God's like, no, no, no. You're going to stay here a little while, like a year and a half. He goes on to another city called Ephesus. And before he wasn't allowed to preach there, but this time he is. As a matter of fact, while he's there, he writes a letter back to the people in Corinth. And when you read the letter, like, man, in Ephesus, they were they were really trying to kill him. They were beating him with rods and whipping him with lashes and just horrible. He was in prison when he wrote the letter. Okay. Remember how we talked about the physical things that kind of come against us? He had both. He had these physical things and he had these like spiritual type things. All right. But here he is now, like compelled by the spirit. And what I and, and and saying that this is what my life is worth. 
And if without it, it's nothing. So has there ever been a time where you just felt so compelled, like you had to say something, you had to do something, you just knew it in the deepest part of you. You were so compelled that you would face the consequences of that, even if they were negative. I mean, I have felt that. I I feel that often. Paul is saying that. I'm compelled. Like, I just know I have to do this. And I have to say this. And there's going to be people that don't like it. I know it's the right thing to do. I just got to do it. But I think the key part here is that Paul felt compelled. I have felt compelled. You probably have felt compelled. But how God had already prepared Paul to do this. So he went through all these places where people were really hurting him and persecuting him and trying to kill him. And at one point he was like wanting to run away from it. But now he's like, I know what's coming and I'm ready. I'm ready to face it. I can, I can face this hatred, this persecution. I can face it because I have before and I made it through it. God got me through it. So I know I can do this again. I do believe that whatever has happened in our lives, all of our experiences, good and bad, can be used and will be used to impact and influence others for positive. Your life, others' lives, God is always preparing us. We're never there, we're never arrived per se, but he's always preparing us for those moments when we feel compelled even when we're going to face hardships, just like Paul said. Now, our hardships aren't near as bad as Paul's. Let's just be honest, okay? But then he says, he says that my life is worth nothing but to finish the race and complete the task the Lord has given me. Finish the race. Didn't say to win the race. Winning that tangible material item at the end of a race. Really? Who cares? But finishing the race and finishing well. Knowing that you have done the things that you felt compelled to do. That you knew you had to do. You're just going to keep putting one foot in front of the other. Going to finish the race. Whoa, need to take a break. That's okay. You didn't quit. You didn't give up. Now you're ready to keep going. Finish the race. And complete the task the Lord has given me. What's that task? There are things that you know that like you're passionate about, you want to pursue, but there's fears that maybe have gotten in your way from making those life changes to do that. 
you know that's what you're supposed to be doing. It's where your heart really is beating for, your desire, where your gifting's at. That's your task. Whatever your gifting is in, that's the task that God wants you, like that's how you're going to make the biggest impact. That's how you're going to influence others. That's how you're going to make the world a better place is by completing that task, taking that step, knowing he's with you, completing the task the Lord has given you. So no matter where you're at in life, I mean, I'm 51, everybody. When I, when I, I felt this, like I knew I had a mission and a purpose back when I was 18, 19, 20, to be a teacher and a basketball coach. I put it all into that. Three years, boom, I'm out, out, multiple reasons, out, not going back. Then I get another teaching job, moved to New Mexico. It was wonderful, it was transformative on the inside. Then I get a varsity coaching job. Like, this is my purpose. I'm going to be the next. We're taking, we're going to state. I'm taking this team that hasn't won a game. We're going to be winners. <sighs> Not. That was in 2006 that I quit coaching. I haven't looked back. I quit teaching public school in 2007. I quit private school in 2010. So sometimes that task you're given is only for that period of time. You don't know what that is, but you'll know when it's over and time to go to the next one. I have no desire to go coach softball or basketball again. I haven't, I think I've went to one game in the last four years. I, I, I don't even watch it on TV anymore. So over your life, what you're passionate about and maybe what that task is for that time, it might change. That's okay. It's okay. But complete that task that he's given you for that time. So what is your life worth? And if if it was taken away, would you feel like your, your life's worth nothing? Warning. If you're a parent, your life worth is not based on your kids and your kids' success. No, has nothing to do with other people. Well, my life's worth if when I've raised my kids and, and they become great, wonderful young adults. Nope, nope, nope. That might be a task. But by the way, your kids can make choices that don't have anything to do with you and don't reflect on your parenting. That's not your life worth. Your worth is not found in other people. It's not found in your job. It's not found in your car and your money. Come on. Come on, everybody. I just I just buried a friend this last weekend. His retirement account wasn't like tucked in the casket. None of his model trucks, none of his belongings. I got a box full of his books and Bibles. Can't take it with y'all. Your life worth is the impact and the influence that you have on this world, people in your circle. The impact my friend had on me was encouragement, truth at times, 
like, Jamel, you're doing too much. Slow down. He told me this summer that he felt like God was keeping him alive just for me to encourage me. That means a lot, right? That I gave his life worth and he completed his task well. He finished his race. What's your life worth? Where's your passion? What's in here that God's calling you to? What's holding you back? Fear? Is it trust? Is it other people? I want to end this with a warning and a little bit of advice. Because Paul warns us that as we're completing this task, finishing the race, there's going to be things that try to distract us. We talked about that a little bit in Life Changing. Keep watch over yourselves. Keep watch over yourselves. Be on guard, he says, because there's going to be people that are going to try to distract you. There's going to be things that are going to try to distract you, right? It's where we have to kind of stay focused and have other people with us to help us stay focused. And then he kind of ends with this, which is very interesting. He says, in everything I did, I showed you that by this kind of hard work, we must help the weak, remembering the words of Jesus himself. It is more blessed to give than to receive. So in the end, as we're finishing our race, as we're completing our task, don't we feel better when we can give away? I'm not talking about my, my buddy giving me a box of books, but I'm like, Giving away that passion, that purpose, that that love, the joy, the hope. And all of our hard work is, what's it worth if we're not helping the weak and blessing and giving to others? All right. So I have one more episode that we're going to do here in 2022. Stay tuned for it. Again, it's going to be kind of off topic. But just wrapping up this year and and forging us into the next year. So if you if you want to get a hold of me, if you if you want to share with like me some of your passions and what's holding you back from pursuing what you might think is your task, uh, you can always reach out to me, Jamel Godlewski at gmail.com. You can go to my website. I have a lot of the messages and sermons that I've been sharing over the last six months. That's jamelgadluski.com. And of course, you can find me on uh, social media. So I hope you're doing well. And I hope you're enjoying the cooler weather that's coming, depending on where you live, right? How cool it's going to get. And I hope that as the holiday season's approaching, that you're keeping your focus on what's most important. Okay? Have fun. Keep God first in your life. <music>